This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Cyber Frontiers, show number 19, recorded on April 10th, 2015. Here on Cyber Frontiers, we explore cybersecurity, big data, and the technologies that are shaping the future, all from an academic perspective. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Although tonight, uh, we're on a Friday night, we are also broadcasting live from BitCamp at the University of Maryland. And we'll talk a little bit about that more here in just a second. Of course, we post the show notes with world-class show notes out. Uh, with, yeah, we post the show with world-class show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can always send us an email. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Track me down on Twitter at Jay Collison. Or now call in those questions. Uh, take a second, 402 Four seven eight eight four five zero. If you got questions for the guys, we'll play those right here on the air when we get back into the studio to do this. We're live tonight. The Average Guy TV, of course, is powered by Maple Grove Partners Web Hosting. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. Actually, it's the guy that's just came on the camera right now. Christian over there running that out of Buffalo, and um, you can find that MapleGrovePartners.com. And now Cyber Frontiers is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show and many other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. All right. Well, joining me tonight, I have Christian, Jeremy, and Ashton, all from the University of Maryland. All Well, Ashton's over there in his comfortable dorm room. Uh, Ashton, welcome to Cyber Frontiers. Hello. It's good to be here, but not. I'm a little bit sad that I couldn't be at Big Camp with Jeremy and Christian, but I'll get over it. Um, it sounds like you guys don't have great internet connections, so maybe I have the, the upper hand right now. Yeah, he's he's got the best deal out of them all. And, of course, Jeremy and Christian, who I think are now sharing earbuds at this point, and they are, they they are live, uh, and Christian's trying to shoo those people away. Hey, leave us alone. We're trying to do a podcast. That's what's going on right now. Christian, how are things there uh, in, the, uh, in the basketball arena? Um, they're super intense. I just yelled at someone for trying to get through our uh, webcam cord like a rhino, over. like a like a bull in a china shop. And uh, well, let's actually switch I, over and see if we I, still have good video. We, yeah, we spent the first 10 minutes, uh, well, before the 40 minutes of being late, uh, running around the coal field house, wiring together Ethernet cables to get it all the way up here. So. Uh, now, of course, we have to hope that no one trips over our cable and takes us offline, but otherwise, uh, we're live here with students from across the country here at BitCamp. It is a 36-hour straight hackathon with um, corporate sponsors from around the country as well, many of whom are local. Um, everyone is here from Oculus VR, the virtual reality guys, and the company bought by Facebook. Also, the company that recently donated $35 million to the Department of Computer Science. Um, and we also have folks like the uh, NSA's LTS Labs out here, Bloomberg, Microsoft, uh, you name it, uh, there's people out here. Uh, Franz, uh, the CEO of Cyber Skyline, who we've had on a couple times, also has a table out here this year. Um, so that's been really great for him. Um, and so I would say there's easily a 1,000 students on the floor right now. Um, and we're currently in the process of all the sponsors saying basically what it is that they want their students to be uh, hacking on, and and uh, that's going to um, fuel 36 hours of straight coding. Now, Christian, are you guys planning to participate in this uh, in this event there? Or are you guys anticipating being in it as well? 
I, I think we're more the press crew tonight. Um, we're not uh, in a team formation to probably do anything meaningful, but uh, it's always great just to get out here and see all the different stuff going on. So I think that's our plan for tonight. And uh, everything kind of, everyone kind of looks for something different out of BitCamp. Uh, some people are going for the competition. Some people to uh, network and get summer internships. Some just to hang out and have a good time. So uh, we're here actually as press. I was able to get a press access to the event. Um, of course, the network accommodations were a bit difficult, but hey, we're here, so. Yeah, we finally got it done. Tried to come in on Wi-Fi. That didn't work so well. Then Christian spent a little time rigging up uh, Ethernet cable, and that's all in and working so far. Jeremy, let's hear from you a little bit. Have you done these in the past? Is this a, is this or a first time to a BitCamp or to a hackathon like this? Yeah, Jim. Actually, this is my third hackathon officially. So my first year was about a year and a half ago. My very first semester in college was about two or three weeks in. Um, I hadn't touched code in about uh, a couple months, maybe six months. I'd taken an AP computer science course in high school, didn't really do any coding over the summer, and then got back to school, spent a month learning the basics again, and um, went to my first hackathon out in University of Michigan, um, Hacks. So that was my very first experience, and that was actually a great time. So we stayed overnight in the big house, as they call it up there. It's their big stadium. Um, we got to roll around on the field, play frisbee, soccer, when we weren't indoors and uh, coding away. My team um, that year was kind of a odd group of some upperclassmen and myself being a very, very green individual. Um, we worked together and we made a small game, a platforming game, that was controlled using um, a facial recognition API, Open, open uh, OpenCV, yep. um, and we used that to kind of, you would move your face around and your character would move around, and uh, that was my first experience at a hackathon. I came to BitCamp last year, um, so about a year ago today. Um, and that time I didn't do so much of the projects, I was kind of just mingling with the different companies, working with the students, um, hanging out and having a good time. So I've kind of done both the objectives at a hackathon. I've actually worked on a project and I've actually just kind of mingled. So this is my third one. Very cool. Christian, flip the, flip the camera back around. Ashton, let me ask you, your hackathon experience, what have you done uh, and what's maybe been the best part of it if you've done it? I actually have not done a hackathon. Uh, I have done, I did my freshman year a programming contest uh, that had, like, I did three rounds of it, and I was on a team for that, which was pretty cool. My team actually qualified to go to Russia for the finals, uh, but I was the alternate, so I didn't uh, get to go with them there, but uh, they did pretty well. And, yeah, but that's my only, like, hackathon-ish experience, so I don't know that I can shed that much light on it except to say that they look really cool. Yeah, I know. Um, looking from the outside, it looks very cool. So, so and no worries there. I haven't done a hackathon either, so don't, you know. Don't and it, it would appear, I mean, my reason for, uh, for not is that a lot of times I don't have time during the weekend because of the internships that I'm doing in the school year and uh, my classes, and I just... I, I strongly respect people who can 
uh, you know, have the commitment and time to to go out and do these because they look yeah. really fun. It looks like a serious time commitment, Christian. When I look at the schedule, uh, it looks like they're scheduled to kick off opening ceremonies 9:30 Eastern time there, but it goes all night, uh, all into the morning, all the next day, all into Sunday. Are you guys going to stay around for that, or is uh, you going to go back and get some sleep <laughs> while they have s'mores at 3 a.m.? Yeah, so I, I think we might come in and out of the event. Um, there's people who bring sleeping bags here and do the 30-minute rotations, but uh, you'll have your diehards who make it here the full 36 hours, amped up on God knows what for caffeine. Um, some choose to sleep in the balconies for a couple hours at a time. Um, and then there's the, the creepers like myself that just come in and out of the event for the cool stuff and call it a day. Well, it's it's difficult to stay awake that long. I, I've I was in the military. I was talking with Ashton before the pre-show. Uh, in the military, we'd have to do 24 hours worth of duty, and man, it's just tough to stay awake. I can't imagine the quality of the code gets better as the yeah. as the uh, event goes on. I, I bet it gets worse. Yeah, and I think really big the biggest thing too is just getting the idea down. Once the idea is down, um, even if you can show a really crappy implementation of your idea, companies will be interested in it if it's somewhat creative and unique. Yeah, and so if you're if you are listening to this, you've never been to a hackathon before. You know, in this particular one, I mentioned uh, they'll do an ice cream social a little bit later tonight. It's a sugar fest, is what it is. S'mores tomorrow or tonight at midnight, they'll be making s'mores and make those available. Of course, breakfast is lunch is served. There's a color war. Not exactly quite sure what's a color war. I think that's with the uh, the color blotches that that's like powder, and then when it touches water, it gets all over you. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So that's coming up. Dinner. Some more s'mores out there on the patio uh, later on tomorrow night. Uh, midnight snack. Breakfast the next day. Hacking officially ends uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday, and right. the expo begins at 11 with uh, lunch after that and closing ceremonies. So they got a yeah. lot planned. Yeah. So it's it's a really uh, big pack night. Um, not only is it a sugar fest, but it's also what we call a swag fest. Uh, there's a bunch of free stuff here from uh, t-shirts to mobile phone chargers to, I mean, you name it, there's something here for you. Uh, baseball caps, I mean, you could probably get you could probably get enough clothing for the entire year for a single person just by attending this event. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, in the corporate world, big deal to get those kinds of things there. Uh, you know, hats, uh, uh, like you said, hats, t-shirts are everywhere. That's the co college student's best friend, right? Give them a t-shirt yeah. and uh, it, it kind of locks them in. So Christian, what this does this come in at a special time on the campus? From as far as do they do they try to time this just right to get it in in the right place for it? I mean, certainly midterms were a big deal for you guys. Is this the beginning of the? So there's some time to do it. Is that how that works? Yeah. So this is kind of a sweet spot for them because it's right after the big set of midterms for most of the departments, and it's it's far enough before finals that. It's a little bit of a slump in the semester. Students have time to come out and burn a weekend. And um, they probably also plan it with the other hackathons going up on at the other universities because they don't want to have competition and, and they want to draw as many students from off campus as well. Um, so there's, there's some uh, other mitigating factors in that, especially because uh, there are so many hackathons in the fall from uh, you know, MIT to Michigan and so forth. So um, this is probably a pretty strategic time for them to do it. And uh, the university also works with them to get the building space and all of that. So, okay, very cool. We haven't talked to you guys in a while. I'm not sure exactly how much to catch up on, but 
we we kind of missed you guys got super busy during midterms and uh, and so there was it wasn't easy to podcast during those times we've actually took about eight weeks off in between podcasts and and that's okay that's from an academic perspective and that's uh, you know there's times that we can do it and times we can't Christian do you want to spend a minute or so kind of catching up what you've been through and we'll take it over to Ashton as well just how has the semester resumed and, and those kinds of things yeah so uh, as a as a coming into the upperclassmen uh, of the computer science program, uh, things start to take a big freeze when you have to get ready for the uh, algorithms exam, which the average is somewhere between a 50 or 60 every semester. Uh, students freak out over it, and um, really just everything comes to a halt while you're getting ready for that academics. And on top of that with work, I mean, people are just completely swamped, so uh, that's part of the reason why we took a back burner. Um, but uh, like I said, like I said earlier, um, we had the um, the Cyber Skyline. Um, it's not a hackathon; it's a cybersecurity competition, um, and our team came in third for that. So uh, we could have done better for sure. But uh, I think I think we'll be a better positioned next year. Um, so then uh, we went right from that cybersecurity competition into midterms, and uh, it was just a pretty busy shakeup for for all of us. Jeremy, did you survive the midterms? Uh, you certainly, your plate is full. How'd that go for you? I did indeed. Actually, the week right before midterms, I was out and about. I um, I recently placed in a national IBM competition, uh, Master the Mainframe. I placed third nationally out of a couple thousand people. Um, so they actually flew me up to Poughkeepsie, New York, um, to visit with them for a few days. So while everyone down here at Maryland was freaking about the um, the final, I was up eating five-star meals uh, in New York Wine right by the Culinary yeah. Institute. Very nice. What Can you talk a little bit about what you did while you were up there? What kind of things, besides the whining and dining, right? They're obviously right. trying to of impress you with that. But from a from a technical perspective, what kind of stuff did they have you do up there? Oh, yeah. I mean, IBM has a lot of cool facilities up there. They mostly took us on a lot of tours. So we saw their manufacturing area where they actually build the mainframes. Uh, so... It's really interesting how fast they can kind of spin these things out on the manufacturing line. They were telling us once a um, mainframe has been around for a couple months, they can actually spin one out in 48 hours. They can do the entire manufacturing process um, at that plant. They can go from order to shipping it within 48 hours, which is very impressive for one of the most... Uh, complex machines on the face of the planet. Yeah, they give you how, an idea of how many of those that they're pushing out that way. I mean, it's crazy to think we don't, in the in the tech world, especially in the consumer side, we kind of, I think, all think the mainframe is dead. Yet they're still producing a lot of these, right? Right. I mean, they didn't want to release any numbers because they just uh, released their new Z13 mainframe and they're really pushing that. All they would tell us is that sales are going good and it's uh, it's selling really well. Pretty cool. So you got a chance to be on the production floor. Any other cool aspects to be in there at Poughkeepsie? Right. So they actually, that's um, in Poughkeepsie, they have one of their largest test labs for the mainframe. So this, they have one room that's a giant raised floor. Um, it's 18 inches off the ground, this raised floor, just so they can fit all the cabling beneath the mainframes. They also have water cooling and stuff. There are about 200 mainframes in this single room. Uh, it's the most computing power. Um, or mainframe computing power in a single location in the world. Um, it's fascinating. One of the rooms in there, it's just lined the walls with fiber optic cable. Um, you look around you and you're surrounded by bright yellow walls 
flush with cabling. Um, it, it was a really interesting tour. Um, there's a lot of power there. So what did you take away from the weekend? I mean, what's kind of the big takeaway as you, uh, as you came back to school? Right. So the one thing um, I really took away from it, I'd have to say, for me personally, I didn't really know about the mainframe when I started this competition. Like you said, I kind of thought it was dead. I thought it was this old, dusty computer that sat in the background in all the old movies and that kind of thing. Um, but going to Poughkeepsie and hearing the people, the real developer team that drives the mainframe and builds it, um, it's really fascinating how alive it is. I mean, the mainframes drive all tr credit card transactions around the world. They run airlines. Walmart runs their entire um, supply chain on a mainframe. I mean, it's amazing how much penetration the mainframe has into today's industry. And if one went down, I mean, there'd be big problems out there. Yeah, I mean, to tell you, my, my dad... Uh, was working for IBM for 35 years. Uh, he retired from IBM in the early 90s. He worked on mainframes in his days. That was a while ago. I mean, so mainframes have been around. He was working on mainframes in the 70s. Now, they continue to change the guts out on those things, but you're right. In the financial world, IBM runs a ton of that stuff, and so it's uh, so cool. Well, hey, well, congratulations for getting third on that. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice work from that standpoint. Christian ran off for a second. While he's doing that, let's cut over to Ashton real quick. Uh, Ashton, let's catch up with you during the break. You're I, I, you're under the same pressure these guys are for a lot of this stuff. How did how did your uh, how did that part end up for you? And what are you working on now? Um, well, I kind of transitioned from one internship to another. Uh, finished up at Stinger Gafarian Technologies, and now I'm over at Gallup with Jim. So that was awesome. that was good. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and in what else happened in that span of time? Took a couple midterms, uh, and those went pretty well. Can't complain about those. And uh, I am much closer to finishing the research that I've now been working on for three semesters. So I'm excited because it's starting to look like there's a light at the end of this tunnel, and I'm going to get that hopefully submitted to a conference by May. With my three other group mem four, no three other group members, two of which are my sweet mates. So um, we've been working on that a lot, and it's been awesome. The most satisfying part was after like nine months of working on this, more than that, maybe like a year now, uh, to see the results and to be able to say, yeah, we actually contributed something is kind of can, very satisfying. Can you talk about the research at all, as far as yeah. what what have you? What, give, just give us a synopsis of it. So essentially, we're trying to detect scans of the network, and these are scans like you, you want to get a feel for what's, what ports are open, what services are running, what types of computers, things like that. Uh, and they often preface attacks because you want to do some reconnaissance and then uh, figure out where the weak spots are and then attack those. So by detecting those, you can kind of get a uh, early you know, early idea of what the threats might be, um, and they're pretty important to detect. So essentially what we're trying to do is find out the best way of detecting those and uh, what, what statistics are the most valuable there. And when there's so many different statistics available, it can be hard to parse through that, so we're trying to find the best subset of all the ones that are available to do this machine learning and detect those scans. Yeah. Very cool. No, that sounds awesome. And, of course... You mentioned you started a Gallup. I was sporting the Gallup yeah. only because this is what I wore at work today. But, 
Uh, on Fridays, I try and support Logo Gear whenever I can. But it's uh, been fun to have you on and, and fun to bring you over, get to get you working on some Gallup stuff. Has the Gallup uh, work been what you thought it might be? Uh, or have we, have we surprised you with it? Um, I didn't know what to expect, so I guess I was bound to be surprised. Yeah. I've been surprised. really... What I have been surprised about is that the people... I've had, like... I must be, like, eight people now reach out to me and, like introduce themselves and uh, offer to like help me with what I'm doing or invite me to work on projects with them, which I thought was really cool because uh, I've never had that dynamic of this like group of people that aren't even necessarily technical but were really interested in what I was doing. So I thought that was awesome. Um, as far as like the work itself, I've learned a new programming language, which is C Sharp, which is similar to Java. So I thought that's just another uh, thing to learn about. Syntactically, it's a little bit different, but it's been interesting to learn about some of the small semantic differences as well. And, uh, yeah, a lot of Windows development. I hadn't actually developed on Windows before. Um, and, I mean, like, I've used Windows computers and stuff. I don't have anything against them. I'm not, like, a diehard Mac fan. But uh, it's just something that I have to kind of get used to because there have been some challenges with remotely connecting from a Mac to a Windows computer and uh, other just little differences between the two that can kind of... Uh, Drive you a little bit, drive little maybe insane. frustrate you a little bit because <laughs> right, you're used insane. to doing things. You're used to doing things one way, and I spend all my time at school doing things one way, and then go into the office and, uh, you know, oh no, it's the like command C, it's it's control C to copy, and your fingers just don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it can it can be a little. Uh, it can always be a little frustrating. I. Uh, when we onboarded Christian, there's a, there's a big, and this is why we love internships because there's oftentimes a big difference between what what's reality in the enterprise and what you guys have been working on. It's it's super easy sometimes to work on projects when you're working on locally on your own desktop, yeah. those kinds of things. Then you gotta inter you gotta interface with uh, with enterprise systems. Christian, let me ask you as well. I assume you're you're still there. Uh, you you're transitioning a little bit in in the role we've had you in at Gallup and. Doing more project management. Uh, how's that going for you? Is that what you thought it'd be? Yeah, it's really uh, it's a dynamic experience for me, and uh, learning how to um, get the agile method working for guys who are kind of all on different schedules and making that work has been uh, the most interesting aspect of the project management. Um, the the weekly standups we've been doing and the way we've been structuring development, I think, has given. Uh, the developers the flexibility that they need on the assignments and has also allowed for kind of rapid prototyping and delivery to our internal customers. So I'm, I'm kind of satisfied with how that's working and I think that will be able to expand pretty naturally over the summer when everyone's at full bore. Yeah, no, I'm excited for the summer too. Ashton will be coming out. We'll be bringing Colin out with him and so I'll have those two in Omaha, so we'll be doing Cyber Frontiers with more people in Omaha than we have at University of Maryland, which should be good. And uh, and then Christian, you're going to stay there in DC and uh, continue to work uh, and and manage the team from there. I think one of the surprises that I've had Christian is how smooth it's gone with everybody all over the place. That typically with disparate teams like that, it's rough. And I think part of it, the nice thing is, is you guys are in the dorms. You're pretty close in the dorms, but to have Paul there in DC and me here and you there. I, I know I feel like that's gone pretty well. Yeah, no, I think it's been. Uh, it, you know, I think there's a lot of synergy, and we've also laid a lot of the groundwork for for a couple months. Well, a lot of months. So, um, I I think that's spoken well to being able to make the team work like this. Yeah, you want to catch us up a little bit on school stuff? I think I went around the 
the horn with uh, Jer- both Jeremy and Ashton. Anything you want to talk about as far as from school? Um, nothing particularly special goes on in my life at school at these at this juncture. Um, I'm still working on um, some research with uh, Dr. Jim Pertolo in the uh, dynamic reconfiguration space. So I have a deliverable on that relatively soon. Um, that's been arguably a challenge, which is normally research comes pretty naturally to me. Um, this particular category of research is a little bit... Um, intricate to get working, so it's uh, it's taking longer than I would like it to, but it'll pay off in the end. Um, yeah, but other than that, really, the coursework has really been where my focus has been, and then um, just, a, just a lot of development hours um, outside of campus, so that's also been um, a lot to manage. So uh, keeping a lot of balls up in the air at once, um, but probably nothing particularly special in addition to what Jeremy and Ashton have already covered. We're going to, uh, I'm going to be out there uh, for, for the listeners. I'm going to be out in the D.C. area uh, April 28th, 29th, and 30th, somewhere in there. And I think we're going to try and do a live, um, uh, So, we, well, Christian, we should do another live Cyber Frontiers like we did last time. Now that we've tried that once, get the gang back together, uh, right. catch up with everybody for sure. Yeah, and that might be a good one for our uh, special guest from the agency to be on as well, so. Yeah, very cool. I'll bring some. Uh, I'll, this time, I'll bring some more mics, and uh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll try and, and have. Try and have uh, I'll try and have mine. That would be yeah. a good start. <laughs> that would be well. It it should be there because it's there right now. So uh, yeah. we should be we should be okay there. Christian, where do we want to go? Anything uh, from from this from where you're at that we want to talk about, or uh, where should we go from here? Yeah, I think it would be prudent to mention, you know, while we're out at uh, BitCamp, just uh, making a note about how many different types of computer scientists there are here in the room. And that sounds kind of weird, but it's really the truth. I mean, you have everyone here from cybersecurity specialists to the people who run the Wall Street Exchange to uh, serial entrepreneurs like Paul Allen. Um, to people taking their shirt off in the uh, aisle, I have no idea why, uh, to your average CS undergrad who's you know just starting to get through the curriculum. Um, so it's really amazing to see so many different types of uh, folks out here. And uh, I think that's really one of the cool things about BitCamp is that all those different specializations are intersecting. Um, also super impressed with the number of uh, women they brought out to the event. Um, Obviously, with the proportion, national average being 10 to 14 percent of the major um, is, is female, uh, it's pretty impressive to see that there seems to be a much higher proportion um, at this event as well. Uh, I can definitely have, have a pretty good headcount on some. Um, also, really great coverage at this event. Uh, it, it, it takes so much work to put together these events every year, and uh, what a lot of people don't realize about these events is even though it has the big University of Maryland brand, this was all created and done by and for students. So uh, it's a core group of about 10 guys. I've been lucky to know one of them uh, who's one of the top scholars on in the Honors College and on our campus. And uh, it, it has taken hours and hours for them to put this together with the level of sponsorship and events. Um, we saw even with Franz's event, which was probably about a fifth of the size of what this event is, just how long that took to put together. And that still had about 300-some people. So... Uh, really just incredible to see. Um, I see some uh, some of the computer science professors out on the floor. The, the chair uh, of the department is also out on the floor. 
Um, so really just a lot of different crosses of, uh, of the field coming out tonight, and I think that's, that's really important for a lot of students, uh, especially as the CS major kind of gets the common rap for people who don't have social skills, and uh, these are the events where those types of students especially can kind of gain some social skills and, uh, and, and connections, both professionally and within the, uh, within the universities represented here tonight. I'm a little disappointed nobody's walking by staring at you guys. That's uh, I, I was hoping you know you'd, you'd create enough of a ruckus up there. Like, who are these guys with the microphones doing well, the podcast? So, so we have some advantages. We picked a quiet corner so that we wouldn't be near the main mic. We also have two tables in front of the camera uh, warding people off. Um, but we have had two drive-by attempts where people have attempted to walk in front of the in uh, behind the camera, but in front of us. Um, so that the cord knocks down and destroys the camera. So um, they are interested in, in, in burning down the podcast corner, apparently, but um, we have prevailed. And the fact that we've, uh, we've daisy-chained Ethernet 6 cables all the way across half the room, I'm amazed we haven't been unplugged at this point. I, I like how you called it the podcast corner, and uh, you know we ought to think about you know what would be awesome is throughout the weekend to try and get some interviews with some folks. I don't know if you're going to be yeah. in any position to do that. We didn't plan for that, but uh, it would be very cool to try and uh, and maybe to get a few of those recorded. So I don't know if we'll be able to pull that off, but we'll I, see. I, I had illusions that our uh, wireless Internet would work better than it actually did, but I was planning to walk around to the sponsorship tables and actually have uh, conversations with some of these folks. So um, that might be something I can do uh, at some point, but... Uh, you know, until then, uh, we'll be sure to capture the event in its fullest and uh, maybe stop back uh, tomorrow if there's time and uh, talk to some folks and add those yeah. sound bites in. Yeah, well, and it might be a situation where you just got to hunt some people down and bring them over to the uh, to you. Right, and, right, and for sure. Right there. So no yeah. pressure. This might, you know, we just kind of birthed this thing like this week. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things where we, you know, we improve upon it each year. Yeah, and uh, and we got some options there. What else do you want to talk about, or what else do you want to cover? Uh, I'm gonna turn that over. To, whoa, sorry, it's getting loud in the live over here. Yep. So, looks looks like they're getting ready to uh, spin up the official event here. So, uh, let's just give it give it a second to uh, quiet down, and uh, I'm actually gonna turn it over to Ashton because I'm having a little trouble hearing. Well, I am going to turn over to Jim because I really. Uh, don't have anything to contribute as far as the bit camps. Can't thing, do that. Looks like, that's against the rules. <laughs> well, it looks like you guys are are gonna get ready to start. Um, so I wish you the best of luck. And I uh, suggest that if you see any of my roommates or their brothers or sisters competing, then you wish them good luck too. Hey Ashton, let me ask you: uh, Is the dorms pretty clear there for you at this point? I mean, is, is most are, are are most of the Aces group over uh, there right now, or is it a smaller group that's over there? Well, one of my one out of my four roommates is there. I would say it's not. It's definitely not empty. <laughs> there's there's still uh, like I would say only 10% of the people in Aces. Okay, maybe maybe more than that. Maybe like I don't know. What would you say, Christian? I don't know if you can tell me anymore. Yeah, sorry. T say the last bit. What, what percentage of the ACES program would you say is there? Oh, I would say maybe 25 to 30% at most. 25 to 30, yeah. yeah. It's not totally empty here. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a good amount, I guess. Yeah, and uh, 
Uh oh, the official the official wave. Uh, you guys missed it. We'll switch the camera over, but the wave is now going across the entire uh, room here. Let's see if we can get it Let's again. See if we can get another one in there. All right, it's coming back. It's coming back. Getting ready. Two, one. That was weak. That was super weak. Oh, oh. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, oh. <laughs> there it is. A valiant effort. So this is how CS majors spend their free time. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, um, I, it's interesting. I didn't get a chance to listen to what the um, hackathon sponsorships were, but I, I would actually be a little bit surprised um, if a lot of them were security related. I think a lot of them are much geared towards building the next cool app or the next great product or service or solving a particular design challenge that a company is having and is willing to pay for. Um, so I'm, uh, I, I don't have enough experience at BitCamp to know how intriguing it is for the cybersecurity guys. Christian, you were mentioning the sponsors, and I was just over their, their page, if you want to go and take a look at it, is, is BitCamp, but it's B-I-T-C-A dot M-P, if you want to head over there. And, uh, man, I was looking, this is kind of a who's who of, you know, when we think about Deloitte, IBM Design, Tata's there, Washington Post helps sponsor, uh, AT&T is a sponsor, Cisco, Facebook, Microsoft, and I'm kind of just skipping through Pebble, uh, Twitter, Uber, Red Hat, Strap, um, and that's just to mention a few. So there are quite a few um, sponsors there. Are there uh, so when, when these sponsors are there, are they also, do they have tables there, or are they just intermingling with the students? Yeah. How does that work? So most of the major corporate sponsors listed all have tables, and students can go around to them at any time and basically um, go up, get free items, talk to the teams there, see what potential opportunities might be at the company. Um, this is much of a recruiting event as it is a hackathon, so um, people treat this almost like a career fair in some sense. Um, there's a lot of people from the industry who also act as mentors, so as the students are going around working on their challenges, um, they can call over the help of some of these people from, from top companies and basically ask for help or insight or suggestions. So they kind of serve a, a twofold purpose here. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'd love to be in the. I would love to be there right now, just mingling in the crowd. Uh, maybe yeah. you know tomorrow afternoon, carrying around uh, cases of Red Bull or something like that, and just handing those, you know, handing those at cupcakes and Red Bull, just hand, handing those to people. Here you go. You look like you need this, you know, type deal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'd love to do that for sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty incredible just how many people they've managed to fit in this space. Um, and I, I think what would be more interesting to be would be to do a statistical analysis of how many people make it the full 36 hours before uh, completely wiping out. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It's it's not even when I was that age. I tried staying up. We did this. Uh, we did this game-a-thon to raise money for something, and I made it about 28 hours, and then I was done. I just, yeah. you just, you, you can't do it too much more. It's pretty tough. I just can't yeah. imagine being productive at 28 yeah. hours. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's certainly a uh, test of the fittest, or I guess of the most caffeinated. I'm not sure which. Um, but uh, all sort, like I said before, all sorts of people out here. I just I just saw uh, Colin King walk by, who's another one of our interns at Gallup. Oh, sweet. Did, and, he, did uh, he wave in the camera? No, he's, he was too far out. Oh, uh, he's, he's since reemerged back into the crowd. But uh, 
he's uh, started his own company as well and uh, has a pretty interesting uh, serial entrepreneurial uh, mindset. So uh, this is probably one of one of the highlights of his year for sure. Yeah, and we've talked to him in the past when we did the last, I think, 18, the last one. He's he not necessarily focuses on the code, but I mean he's kind of new to the code aspect. Right, of it, but, right. But uh, uh, interesting nonetheless. Have you seen any kind of what, any kind of cool hardware there? Did you look around? Are guys bringing guys and gals? You got to bring all your own hardware, right? Yeah, uh, actually, I was walking around a bit earlier. The Oculus VR table behind the table has a. About it looks like four um, Oculus headsets that they're just letting people walk up and put on and kind of play with. Um, I know also there's kind of a hardware shed um, in the back of the room where people can go and rent out Google Glass. Uh, Pebble was selling some discounted uh, watches, like half off or something, and they're handing out ones for free for the weekend. So I know a lot of the hardware kind of companies are handing out stuff to. Um, to just have people hack with for the weekend. And yeah. do you, does this cost to get in, or do students just apply? How does that work? And this is Big Jeremy. Camp is uh, Jeremy. Well, right? pretty much. Yeah, Jeremy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know we sound too much alike. Um, yeah, uh, totally free event. Um, the major league hacking uh, group. They do a lot of these. They kind of sponsor them and help run them. Um, they, they basically pay for the things with company sponsorships. Um, they really do the numbers well there. They get all the food, um, the, the venues, the companies, all to come out for free um, to kind of help and work with the students. Very cool. What about student hardware? What's the? Have you seen anything? I mean, certainly you got to bring students. Got to bring all their own stuff in as well. The, the hackers. Did you see right. anything unusual out there uh, amongst the uh, the hackers themselves? Right. So looking around the room, it's mostly just kids with laptops. I see a couple people have put chairs up on the table to have little standing desks. Um, I did see one kid earlier who had brought an entire desktop with with a triple monitor setup, um, and he had that run. Uh, one kid had an LCD screen that he had just taken out of the monitor and kind of hitched up on its side. Um, get those guys to wave to the camera, by the way, right? The, <laughs> the ones getting t-shirts right now say, hey, you're live on the internet. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. These are C you got to keep in mind these are CS majors. Getting uh -huh. them engaged is a, is a challenge. Yeah. But just go. We can try if you really want. Go, hey, you're live on a podcast. Have Guys, you're live on the podcast. Wave. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> we have wow. some waves. Enthusiasm. Not have enthusiasm. Been a more uninspired waving than yeah. I've ever oh, seen. Oh, here we go. Here comes up. Thumbs up. Yep. Tell them nicely done. Yeah, I'm sorry, nicely done. So, um, we actually. To, to prove how un see computer scientists have like a twofold enthusiasm among uh, people under 25. They're really enthusiastic about attending these events, but getting them to do geeky geeky things they like shy away from. And maybe that's because of the stereotype yeah. of what the major has been for so long. Um, but we try to do heads up seven. Uh, so on Tuesday, the uh, University of Maryland had a power outage, and it was a regional DC power outage issue as well. And um, so the campus was offline all afternoon, all evening. Uh, came back around, I think, around 4 or 5 o'clock for us, uh, which is earlier than expected. But um, 
we try to get kids in our lecture to play a game of uh, Heads Up, Seven Up, and they were so unenthusiastic, as if like we had just asked them to go out and um, and take a final exam. Yes. So I, uh, I I don't know. They're uh, they're they're hard to please. So Ken is in the chat. He wants to know if uh, if you've seen any Surface Pro threes in the wild out there. Any surfaces, or is it all Mac? Uh, I thought I might have saw one, but I could be dreaming that. Um, you have to, you have to look at my a... desk right here. That's the Surface Pro three on my desk right there. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a pretty good blend of uh, Windows and Mac machines out here, though. I mean, I see the apples and I see the the Windows start buttons as well. So um, I, I would say there's a pretty good mix. Okay. All right. Sounds good. What else? Anything else we want to cover, or should we uh, we kind of bring this in for a landing? Yeah, I think we'll uh, bring this in for a landing now, and um, I'll uh, we'll see if we can maybe uh, add some interviews from folks here out at BitCamp. Um, obviously, my mobile podcasting aspirations weren't what I wanted them to be, but um, I might be able to record some sound bites and add them to the event so that people have some more context of how people perceive the event from a student perspective, from a sponsor perspective, and so forth. Yeah, you know, Christian, if you want to, with your phone, just record them locally. You know, there's a, there's a little recording app that you can do on, right. the, on the note there. Right. And then I can just add, I can tag those on to the end. If you want to, yeah. if you want to do that, yeah, so so. That, that might be easier, anyways, than trying to do it live. So, okay, well, with that, uh, Ashton, thanks for coming out early and keeping me sane during <laughs> the, the 40 minutes it took us to get us going. But you guys did a great job, Ashton. Thanks for coming out. Sure, Jeremy. It's always good to have you. You're the voice doppelganger now. That's what we're gonna say for Christian. Uh, and I think you guys have been rooming together for too long, but that's all right. That's and uh, so, Jeremy, long, thanks yeah. for coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Yeah, we're going to have to get you on more often. So tell Christian, have you on the podcast more often. It's always good to have you on. I will bug him about that. <laughs> he's, he knows he's exceptionally he knows good at bugging me about things, as, as you may have noticed. <laughs> good. Well, we'll have to squeeze you in when you can. Christian, thanks for uh, going through all the work to uh, to make this happen. I know it's it's always hard to do a live remote. And yeah. Nice yeah, no, uh, I appreciate everyone uh, being patient while we try to get an Internet connection. But uh, eventually the fiber came to us, so... Yeah, good deal. Well, I'll remind folks, uh, of course, if they'd like to subscribe to Cyber Frontiers, uh, with it being a fairly new podcast, we have a brand new subscription page that's available for you. It's over at theaverageguy.tv slash subscribe. And, of course, we want to thank Mediafire for hosting the video. Both the large and the small, we do that over there as well. And, of course, don't forget, AverageGuy.tv is now powered by Maple Grove Partners. And, and Christian, we've got some series uptime going on with your Sure do. 0.0% downtime and 74 days of continuous uptime. Yeah, pretty nice. If you're thinking about doing a blog or podcast or something along those lines, a very, very reasonable. It's not free. It's very reasonable, though. Head out to maplegrovepartners.com, and uh, and all the information is out there. We'll be back. We'll put this together, and we'll be back with another Cyber Frontiers. We're going to try and get a couple in before the end of the year, and then, of course, in the summer, we'll get to a more regular schedule as everybody's summers kind of open up a little bit. And with that, uh, we'll say, and then if you're listening to the recorded version of this, hang on. We'll try and have a little, uh, some recorded bits here at the end. With that, we'll say good night, everybody. Good night. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>